this is Woodside Church Youth. Good whatever time today it is. Uh, welcome to the Woodside Youth Podcast. We are now on episode 7 and this week we wow. sat down with Lena Sancto to talk about Martin's Preach on Salt and Light. Ollie, tell us what we talked about today. We talked about a whole wealth of things. We first of all started talking about how the importance of knowing our identity and how that can come from actually knowing who God is first and how when we know our identity it empowers us to step into our calling of being world changers and have an impact. We also talked about how we can get rest and looked at the verse of come to me all who are weary and talked about how we need to take the action first, how we can approach God boldly and then a bit about a bit practically about having rest and what that might look like and then we also talked about you know our individual and corporate response to being a part of the world being salt and light how, what that can look like how easy and difficult it can be and different bits of advice on that and we ended of course with our golden nuggets of practicality and there are some gems this week there are indeed um so over the summer what we're going to be doing is doing podcast episodes on whatever you want us to talk about so if you've got something that you want us to talk about or discuss, uh, drop us a DM on Instagram or send us an email. Uh, make it about anything you want. There is no, there's nothing we won't talk about. Only a few limits. There's nothing. Only a few limits. If you wanna, if you wanna sit there and listen to us talk about Would You Rather's for the entire episode, please no. I'm, I'm down. Ollie might not be down. But yeah, send in your topics on Instagram or drop us an email. Communicate us in whatever way you can. And yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you very soon. Peace, love and blessings. Amen. Hallelujah. And welcome everyone to the Woodside Youth Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our little bit of an intro. We are now joined by Lena Sancto, which is amazing. So we're going to, this is the seventh episode of the podcast talking about salt and light. But as always at the start, we're going to start with a would you rather. Kev, is this you seventh episode? It is the seventh episode, wow. and Kev, you've had a bit of criticism about your would-you-rathers, so let's make it a good one. Yeah, apparently I'm not allowed to kill animals anymore. Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> what, why? I just don't see the issue. But anyway, we'll carry on. Um, so my would-you-rather this week is, would you rather be stuck on top of Mount Everest by yourself for an hour, or would you rather be at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean in a cage for an hour? Oh, that's so easy. You'd rather be on the mountain. Would you? You'd die in the sea. No, like, let's say you had, like, oxygen you're, you're, and stuff. Yeah, you'd yeah, have yeah. your oxygen. Oh, okay, okay, I'm not going to die, okay. Ooh. And I can breathe quite easily, so that's yeah, not yeah. an issue. So I think I'd rather be down in the ocean. I'm sorry, I really? don't do heights. But really? as long as I can breathe, I'm in a cage, so no, one's, no animal's going to eat me. Mm, yeah, unless they're strong, we don't know what's at the bottom. If a shark comes ocean. in and knocks that cage over, oh, that'd be scary. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull I... something to kind of make them aware to pull me back up. Oh no, 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 no! It's it, <laughs> it, it's an hour. Oh, no, no pull, no nothing. We'll come back and collect. I don't you. know. Right. So my logic is that people voluntarily go up to the top of Mount Everest. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they want to do that. I've never met someone who's gone. I really want to go to the bottom of the ocean. What? That's the thing. Kev, you don't don't tell me you've ever said that to someone. That's a lie. I've never said I'm I want to go to the bottom of the ocean. But people want to go to the bottom of the ocean. People dive, I'm, ocean diving stuff. 
I couldn't even climb mountains in the Lake District. I was that nervous. <laughs> Those are hills. <laughs> Those aren't even mountains. Uh, hills. Yeah, the hills. <laughs> It's, it's basically Bedford. I thought I was going to fall. I was oh. having. I had to use a stick to kind of help me. What? That's better. basically just walking up Manton Lane. No! Yeah. Manton Lane, the biggest mountain in Bedford. Um. When I went to the Peak District, I wore trainers that were not very grippy at all. And yeah. I just kept on slipping down. And it's Matt horrible. had to walk behind me for most of it just in case I tripped and slipped down <laughs> and he could catch me. Oh but my you, dear. You, you think about me and Matt. If I'm falling down with gravity, Matt has no <laughs> chance. I'm just knocking him down. I'm just taking He's taking both of you down. Uh, but wait, can birds reach? Can birds fly as high as the top of Mount Everest? Um, I don't think so. Okay, no birds. Definitely I'm, I'm not sure actually. What you're saying, if there were birds, that would change it. Yeah, yeah. If there's birds up there, you don't. You don't know. A hawk just go. A hawk. Eagle. <laughs> sorry, eagle. I what? Okay, I would. I think I'd choose Mount Everest because I'm getting a bit of a view. Don't want to be underwater with the water all on top of me. I, I'm not that yeah. big of a fan of heights, but I think I'd still choose. No, I, Mount Everest. I, I, I'm not comfortable with heights, but I'd rather be up high than like completely submerged underwater. Like I know that I could breathe, but I'd still be anxious about like not being able to breathe. Yeah, just yeah. Just stand in the middle of the cage, and no one can get you. No animals it's, it's can get you. It's dark as well, though, if that's you're deep true. in the ocean. That's true. That's true. You don't that's know what's going to knock fearful. you. That's fearful. Yeah, I'd be mm. quite scared, I think. I don't know. This could be the first time ever that we've... Dis- that we've Not everyone's agreed on a you rather, Kev. You've done your job well. I know, right? <laughs> wow. Can I go back it's to killing to... animals next week? No, absolutely <laughs> not. It's got to be at the top of Mount Everest. Definitely. It's a hard one. I, I still don't know. No. Well, but... there you go. Yeah, my Nina's knees would be shaking too much up there. I think I'd just tumble. You could get down. Oh, no, you're by yourself. You can't even have yeah. anyone to hold on to. You'll just have to have two sticks. And it's just an hour, though. The ground. Yeah. Just do you don't do roller down. Nina? No, I did when I went to America, but I don't. <laughs> don't. You don't do you roller coasters. You don't want to be on a fair. roller coaster with me. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> uh, we found this picture like recently of when I was younger, and we yeah. were on a roller coaster with my cousins. Yeah. And I'm there, like grabbing it like this, oh. like cowering. My cousins there, smiling at the camera like a psycho. <laughs> to be fair, I don't like roller coasters. Oh, oh. They are. I would go on them because you know you have to act cool. No. You know, but I wouldn't. I'm not a massive fan. I'm happy to hold everyone's bags at the bottom. Absolutely, yeah, I'm a bag too. holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You are called to be a bag holder, Kev. <laughs> Take that prophecy and carry it for the rest of your life. No, we all have gifts. We're all body of the church. Yeah, we all have gifts. You're always just holding the bags. Well, there you go. That was our Would You Rather. So we're going to get into the main conversation now. And to start off with, as always, our guest is going to sum up the preach. So the preach was done by Martin. Continue our series of Looks of Jesus by talking about salt and light. So, Lena, I've given you a bit of an intro. Take it away. Okay, great. So, um... Martin read or spoke from Matthew 5, verse 13 to 16. So I'll just read that. Salt and light, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men 
that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So he emphasised that the verse actually says we are salt and light. So it's part of our identity. Um, they're not, you know, we might be or we should be, but actually we are salt and light. So he said salt is to be distinctive from food, but it's only effective when it's in food. Uh, he mentioned how salt loses it. If salt loses its saltiness, then it is no longer of any use. And then he said, God calls us to be salt and light of the world, to make an impact in our communities and globally, and also to let our light shine bright. So uh, one of the points that Martin said in his preach was the phrase to be the church amongst the world. So I think one of the first questions that I thought of when I was watching the preach is, what does it look like to be this church amongst the world and to kind of stand out as a young Christian? Okay, so this should be something that comes out of our relationship with Jesus. So we need to be inclusive of everyone and love just as Jesus loved and do just as Jesus taught. Uh, sometimes our actions speak louder than words and I'm not saying it's easy and actually Jesus never said it was going to be easy. But as Christians, yeah. the majority, majority of the time we need to go against what the world says is okay. Don't let the world shape mm. us, but we need to live the way Jesus lived and yes, our friends may ridicule us or reject us or insult us, but Jesus went th through worse for us. Um, and it is a real challenge yeah. as teenagers to stand up for our faith. But if we love Jesus, then it shouldn't be too difficult, really. Yeah, I think I find it very interesting how Martin starts off about talking about how it's you are like this is like to be world changers and to stand out and make a difference is our identity. And it's not a. You, you, you could be if you wanted to or if you're involved in like if you're like in, if you're leading a church then you can be a world changer but if you're doing something else you can't it's you are everyone that's reading the bible has the potential to and should be like a world changer and I think I was thinking a lot about kind of like how if that's in our identity the power to do that also should come from knowing our identity yeah. uh, because that's where we get our calling from um, I think one thing that's been going around my head loads in the past few weeks is this phrase and it says I know who I am because I know whose I am and I think that process of getting to know our identity uh, involves us getting to know who God is it mm -hmm. Martin used the animation of the Lion King mm -hmm. and when Simba's looking into the lake he sees a reflection of his dad and that's almost what we should do when we're looking at ourselves one we should see is a, re a reflection of God in how we represent ourselves mm -hmm. but I think also, it's important that we know who our, our dad is, who our father is, because if I know God as the only person who walked this earth perfectly, mm. I also know that his creation of me was perfect. Yeah. And so I am a, a perfect creation. So I think in terms of getting to know our identity and kind of empowering ourselves to be world changers and what we're called to be, it's a process of getting to know mm. who God is and who um what he who he says we are what does yeah. that look like though what does it look like going from a place of knowing who i am to knowing whose i am i think it's that area of belonging i think i think they work in tandem as i just said um i think you know a lot of the time i would i would fully recommend i would still do this of reading truths about ourselves yeah. in the bible it says i'm beautifully and wonderfully made but i think it's also good to look at the source of where they're coming from mm -hmm. so like why is god saying that about me um, I think that's where we make that connection between just something on a piece of paper and actually belonging. Yeah. So, so basically, 
um, you know, ha having time with with God or reading the Word is is vital, isn't it? It's key. Yeah. Um, and we that needs to be just on top of our priority list, spending time with God, which sometimes I think as young people we find more interesting things to be spending our time doing. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so it's a challenge even for me as a mum of three who works and, you know, has tons going on. But um, I do I do love the word and I love just spending time with Jesus. And, you know, it just has to be top of our list, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, I think that time empowers you to then go and represent Jesus. You know, Martin said Jesus lives in us by his spirit. Mm. And in order to see the fruit of that we need to have the relationship first yeah yeah i think and it, it, it simply like even like how 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 are i called to be a world changer when i only have access to my playground and and my and my home like oh. that's a question like a lot of you might be asking actually it's about inviting the spirit into your lives when everything you do and if yes. everyone makes a difference in their own playground yeah then it, then we are going to be world changers as a movement as a church mm. we're going to be world changers because we're all doing that in our separate areas yeah. but i also think it's when talk about our calling and how we can stand out as Christians, it's about not limiting ourselves to to what we can do because God anything is possible with God. Amen. I think is good. Yeah. Um, I think what you said was interesting, like it may be difficult and we will be different. And I think when you look at Jesus' life, there's a lot of people that looked at him and was like, What is he doing that's totally against what we would know in the current climate of, of their world? Yes. And I think as tough as that is, we should also expect that points that if we're going to represent jesus mm. we are going to be representing something different to what the world says yeah. that yeah. we should be doing and you know as as people in a school that can be really tough because you know am i am i going to be going to house parties and getting really drunk actually if we're representing jesus and stand and want to stand out then maybe that maybe that's not the route you'd go down yeah you know i i'm not condemning house parties but the way in which we approach things will naturally be different if we represent yeah. Jesus and you know that's we've talked about it a few weeks ago on the podcast about how there's a cost to represent Jesus oh. but actually how it's our calling and it's so worth it as well oh. does that mean so. we just uh, cut off all house parties and everything like we just don't like get no. ourselves involved in the world or no, no I think I think I remember as a teenager actually I was thinking of examples and you know um, back then I don't know if it's a big thing now but we we used to go clubbing um, but yeah. I used to be the driver. So my my excuse, I mean, people knew I was a Christian. Um, and for me, I didn't need to drink to to feel like I, you know, needed to um, to enjoy myself, you know. And yeah. so my excuse was I'm not was I'm not drinking and I'll be I'll drive you lot and that's fine. And I'll still have fun because I don't need alcohol to 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 make me have yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so. But people knew I was a Christian. I think, you know, it's important that people know that we have a faith, um, that that shouldn't be hidden. You know, like the light. We need to let our yeah. light shine. We can't hide it. If you, they don't know you're a Christian, there's just something different about, about Lena. But if they, if they know you're a Christian, then they can start to connect that. I think yeah. it's, it's important to highlight how we'll stand out in maybe the tougher situations. But I think as Christians, when we represent Jesus and follow God, we're also going to stand out in situations where people will look at us and be like, oh, I really want some of that. Like, Debs was talking a few weeks ago about how in her job, she was one of the most at peace and least stressed people in her workplace. Huh. Yeah. Why is that? Because she has a relationship with Jesus and he gives us 
he he gives us peace. He's a provider of peace. And mm. people saw that and was like, why are you so not stressed when it's parents even and you're writing reports? And she's like, well, well, I pray, I read the Bible. And actually, our standing out will point people to Jesus Amen. as well. So I think yeah. it's important to get that balance. I'm not saying it's easy. No. And I'm not saying that there are, that you should never go to house parties. I went to loads when I was in school. But it's about, I think we have to approach, we have to still go there. We have to still be part of the world, but we have to approach it differently. So I really liked how Martin Jeff was straight up with us and said, the truth is that life will be hard. I love just the authenticity of that. Like when we're Christians, it doesn't mean our life is going to be massively easy. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that, but it means we're going to be doing life with life with Jesus. Oh my word, I can't believe I just said doing life with Jesus. I find that phrase so cringy. <laughs> doing uh, life with Jesus. We, we move, we move. I'll be slated for that. Um, but how do we, like, how do we deal with that? What's, what are our general practices and how do we make sure? It's, he said, how do we make sure we don't lose our saltiness and distinctiveness when we go through hard times? What are you guys thinking? Um, yeah, so I think with this... Um we need to start getting comfortable with knowing that we will be uncomfortable in our lives. I think that, for example, when I was younger, when you're younger, you don't really know what's going to hit you. I mean, you don't know yeah. when what's going to hit you in life anyway, but I think when you're younger, you, you have that innocence and you have that sort of, you know, you're not prepared for stuff necessarily. And I think um, it's important to know that even though we're Christians, it doesn't mean everything's just going to be easy and fine. And we are yeah. subject to all sorts of stuff. And I think it's important yeah. to get comfortable with knowing that and get comfortable with knowing that you will be uncomfortable in your life. Something will happen. And I think part of that is um, in our praying or in our reading, it's important to make a, make it a point that you are taking whatever you're feeling and whatever you're going through to God. And I think yeah, in that verse it talks about um, how, we are to, how we are to take Jesus' yoke um and i've done some research so are you ready to be impressed about what a yoke in this content means Hang on, let, me get my, let me get my notepad out i'm gonna write this down <laughs> uh, basically what a yoke is so if you're working a yoke is almost like what we'd know as a harness now that workers will put on their oxes or oxen i don't know whether they're the same animal but maybe they are maybe they're not um and it's it basically allows the worker to not I don't want, I don't want to use the word control, but essentially it's what it is to control the animals and it's always a device that they'd use to allow them to work together better. Would you I say it's to guide the animal perhaps? To to guide the animal. Kev, that's such a better word of you using more <laughs> This word. is why we're co hosts. Um, but I think, you know, we that's really important to put the emphasis on when we take Jesus' yoke that it represents us coming in union with God and us working mm. together, yeah. that he will guide us and he'll be there for us and it will, he'll take a lot of the work, but it's like we're doing it together. Mm. And that's, that's, that's why we still go through these difficult times because mm. it's not that he's taking them away, it's that we're going through them with God guiding us and with God helping us. Mm. And there has to be, when we come to God, there has to be that emphasis on, I want to do this with you because it's get because I want to have a relationship with you, this is what doing life means, mm. but it's going to be easier because I'm with you and I'm in union with you. Is that joining yeah. together? Yeah. Um, which I think is really important. Yeah. And it, 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 it also shows us that we need to be in constant relationship with the Father, don't we, for this to happen yeah, as well. Yeah. And it's not like he abandons us. He's always going to exactly. be there in union with us, isn't he? It's not going to... It's like Ollie's yeah. favourite parable of the prodigal son. 
Or, uh, Absolutely. He, he loves it. But yeah, yeah, no, God's never going to leave us alone, is he? He's always no. going to um, take up our burdens and be in union with us, yeah. like you said, to get us through stuff. I think what's really important to look at and think about when we listen, once we've listened to the preach is how you know God addresses as you, and that's a personal, but that can also be a church-wide corporate response of, he says, you are going to be salt, salt and light of the earth, that he's addressing us as a part of everyone. So I think by breaking that down, just simply we've got, we've, we've got a responsibility to make an individual response and we've got a responsibility to have a corporate response or all our individual responses come together to make a corporate reaction. Um, so I guess, how, how can we do that as a church community? How can we do that as young people to be salt and light and step into that calling of being world changers and making it, having an impact? Yeah, so when I think of um, being the light of the earth, I think of like classic stuff like being the light in the darkness and all of that. But I think light is also, it reveals stuff. Yeah. Like light is information, it carries mm-hmm. information, it's all of that. that. And good. I think individually we need to be, we need to be that basically. We need to be the light in the dark, the revealers of the truth basically. The ones mm-hmm. who are carrying the truth as information and giving it to other people. So I think we can't just take a seat back when it comes to stuff like injustice or when it comes to, um, yeah, anything that is effectively darkness. We need to be calling stuff out. We need to be the ones that are trying to actively make the difference and trying to be in the darkness and being that light. It's that phrase of, um, yeah, let's spread, let's put some light on the subject if they want to know yeah. more and dig deeper. And yeah. actually like, we should be the ones bringing light to the subjects because we are light. We've got yeah. Jesus in us and we are walking light and we need to go into those subjects and bring light to it. Yeah. Like one of the first things God did in this world was say, let there be light. Mm-hmm. And we are called to do that. We are called to be that light. Cool. So I was, I was thinking, you know, Martin was saying that salt is only effective when in food. So we need to be people who are with people who, um, so that we can be salt to those people um and also we need to be people who are doing what jesus did so loving being loving being forget forgiving accepting of everyone standing up for justice like you said kevin um being humble not arrogant serving and caring for others yeah i think you know when there's darkness often the devil is more the devil and the enemy is more successful in attacking that area yeah i think that's one of the reasons when we talk about pers- like stuff we're struggling with, if we go going through addiction, like one of the most important things is to speak about it because when you bring light on the subject, the enemy is less pow- powerful. Yes. And if we see our role as and that not as d- almost disabling the enemy and making him less powerful, that's an Im- incredibly big calling to have and something that we are we are called to do. So I think that's important to note. But I think also when you look in the Bible and look at the stories of Jesus, like one of the most amazing things is that he was in the houses of the people that most people would, didn't like and wouldn't step foot into. The pe- the houses where you'd be shamed if you walked into. He was talking to the people that were in the corners that people didn't that people didn't notice as they were walking past. And I think that doesn't have to be too far away from what our lives should look like. Hmm. Um, it's a massively transferable skill. And, you know, Jesus comforted the lonely. So if you're in your playground or in your common room and there's someone sitting by themselves, actually that's a transferable position where you're in that scenario and you go, actually, I'm going to go and talk to them or ask what, or just even smiling at them as they go past. That's incredibly powerful. And that's exactly what Jesus would have done in that scenario. Yeah. I think in terms of individually being salt and light, that's what we 
called to do. If we're the ones that show acceptance to the lonely, that you know, bring Jesus and light into any situation of hatred, injustice, you know, all of those, all of those issues, if they're happening in our personal light, is also a kingdom issue as well. Yeah. And if we're in those, you know, if we're spread, if we're spreading light in our playground or our common room, then we're going to be world changers in our scenario. And if everyone's world changes in their own scenario, we will actually change the world. Mm-hmm. And I think at that moment, it's when our co- our personal responses join together as a church family to create a corporate response. It's not, I, I think it's hard. I'm sure some yeah, people hard, might disagree yeah. with me, but I, it's not easy being the salt and light of the world. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. you t- I wouldn't have necessarily gone up to someone who's alone in their common room when I was younger. Like, it takes heart. It's it's not something that, like we said before, happens instantly. Yeah. It's not. We, it comes back to that stand. Um, how we deal with the worldly pressures. Like, yeah. this is one of the things that we face. It's overwhelming to think about all the darkness and all the ways that we've not been the light, say, or not been the sort. Yeah. And I think, yeah. yeah, it doesn't happen straight away. And you do build. You do get better at it as yeah. you carry on. Great. As always, we're going to end our podcast with our golden nuggets of practicality. So. Um, Who's going first again? <laughs> I'm going first. So Ollie's going first. I'll... So Ollie, what is your golden nugget of practicality for today? So my one is, I mentioned at the start, and the phrase of, I know who I am because I know whose I am. Getting to know who God is will in- allow us to understand our own identity, which will then empower us to be world changers. So get to know God, which will mean you'll get to know your own identity and empower you. Take your burdens to God. Be accountable to others. Pray with others about things you're struggling with and be open and honest. Great. Very nice. I think mine would be um, asking God about the gifts that he's given us and seeing how he wants us to use those gifts and being the salt and light in the world. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. That's good. Well, what a pleasure, Lena. Thank you so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed hanging out and chatting. Hope you've enjoyed and I hope you'll catch us next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com or follow us on social media.